Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastic into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com regular exercise and practicing mental well-being is a guaranteed safe way to ensuring that you are not getting convoluted in this mix of all of the fear of the little tiny things that don't actually matter building up to big things in your day and you guys the longer time goes on the more we realize this pent-up emotional stress that we are carrying around is causing awful awful diseases to exist inside of us and it's causing mental health issues it's causing you to not make the progress in training that you want to What is happening? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Grow Podcast. I'm your show, Haley, and I have a fascinating research that's fresh out of Harvard that is talking about problem creep that we get to dive into today that I think can help us a ton, especially because this is happening at the highest clip in the history of mankind right now. Are our problems actually very problematic? Without further ado, let's dive in. Get ready. I'll see you inside. I think we can all agree that as our world has become more technologically advanced, if you will, the problems that we focus on and the array of issues or lack thereof allow us to drive focus into things that might not be that big of an issue at all. But since they're minor inconveniences, such as sitting in traffic, your DoorDash order being wrong, or whatever the case may be, we have an issue of making these concepts instrumental in our day-to-day lives. What this is called is prevalence-induced concept change. I'm fascinated by this, and I wrote about this in the TM newsletter, which you can subscribe to in the link in any of my bios. I came across this study that was done at Harvard, 
It was like 11,800 people conducted by Daniel Gilbert. And it demonstrates that as we resolve issues that are actually big, such as global warming, not saying that's resolved, but say that global warming is resolved, then what that leaves is this missing link in our brain that has to have something to focus on. And a lot of charities are brought up and demonstrate their fundraising capabilities by attacking these troughs of needing to feel a part of something bigger in their target audience's brains. So little things are essentially getting uncovered by huge things. One case in point, if you notice back the last 10, 15, 20 years, there's a lot of ebbs and flows about what goes through the media. Maybe, you know, this year it was a potential war, and then the next year it was a potential for discrimination, and the next year it was a potential for um, uh, policing matters not being up to par. And the next year, it might have been global warming and these massive overarching ideologies that are actually big deals and things that need brought to the table. They sort of change every year. And there's this ebb and a flow as to what the information going into our brains and the response they want to get out of it is sort of becomes convoluting. Like there's always a huge problem happening. So that's where we get into, remember the whole Yanni versus Laurel or like the blue dress or was it a white dress? Did anybody actually think that was a white dress? By the way, I like 100% certain that I saw a blue dress. And I also heard both Yanni and Laurel, but I never saw a white dress. But that is how these social combatancies to these actual larger issues kind of come about. Now, how in the world... Does this apply to you? Our perceptions shift, leading us to continually redefine what constitutes a problem. When we are explicitly instructed to maintain consistent standards, despite being paid to resist altering their judgments, we have found issues like when the affirmation discrimination diminish people begin to label the less severe behaviors as discriminatory or problematic. So you in your daily life having a issue with a coworker or whatever the case may be, is this massive issue that persists and festers in your brain. Now, as with anything, I find out about this problem creep. That's the overarching theme of what the evidence that Daniel and the research team at Harvard have found. And, I wanted to find some things contradictory. There's not a lot out there. There's considerable research supporting that we're just making shit up in our head. And we are experiencing diminished satisfaction despite objective improvements in societal conditions, which we do have a lot of data suggesting a lot of societal issues that have gotten a lot of attention are continually improving. We have less and less satisfaction as that data gets compiled. It's the complexity of human judgment. It's the potential for exceptions or alternative explanations within different contexts or populations. But what can we do, especially in an election year, to negate this issue from actually being one that overtakes our reality? 
Number one, it goes back to the premise, and it's funny to see pushback from people when I say this, but if you just do something really challenging or physically discomforting every single day, you avoid becoming sensitive to minor inconveniences. You practice like Hanlon's razor, which if you guys are not familiar with Hanlon's razor, it's one of my favorite razors. But Hanlon's razor suggests you don't know what that person's going through. So the coworker that you might not like very much, she might be experiencing something that would cripple and break most people. But she is showing up just simply doing and being the absolute best that she can. And you have to accept people as they are in those situations. The person who cuts you off in traffic, they might have just gotten a text from their girlfriend that was absolutely heartbreaking that would have made you react quite abrasively as well. If we are able to avoid minor inconveniences by continually raising our threshold of what hard is, then these things eventually go away. I have said many times, I think the weakest thing possibly is someone who starts just yelling and screaming at somebody else in traffic. Like, yo, if nobody got hurt and everyone's safe and you're there yelling and screaming, you are the problem. You don't have enough hard stuff going on in your life and you've got to be able to move on and get over it. Connect with nature. Like disconnect from your phones. Leave this phone away from you. And if you start with a practice of timelessness and, stimul and, and lack of stimulation, and you practice that every single day to where you don't quite know exactly how much time has passed, you just know that you've been away from it all. And you've been with your thoughts, you've been in nature, you're going to realize whatever is happening on this phone, it simply doesn't matter. But it has become such a big deal every single time we grab our phones because we have to be in the middle of everything happening. We can't have FOMO, we can't miss a single event because this phone drains us so harshly like Dr. Romy and I chatted about in Monday's Grow or Die podcast episode, which if you did not listen to, make sure to go back. Absolutely phenomenal there. Now, cultivate a strong circadian rhythm. Regular sleep cycles, regular wake cycles. We know from Daniel Gilbert's research that this is something that is going to help you enforce strong boundaries. I said in the podcast discussing what the attributes of my most successful friends have and strong boundaries is number one in that list. If you hold a bedtime, if you hold a wake time, you are continually practicing strong boundaries and everything else is going to follow suit. I'm not sure how many of you guys get the average time that you are on your phone a day, but in your phone, you can set a max time for any app, like any social media app that you can be on. And if you set a time for maybe max one hour a day, which is a ton of time on social media app, you are going to be shocked at how quickly that pops up in your day. And you can choose to keep going, but really it's just making you mindful of how much time you spend on that app. If you become more mindful of the stimuli, these little cheap reward system hits that we get from our entire world are going to cultivate you into having a stronger mind and a stronger presence and a stronger whereabouts to yourself to where the little tiny things do not matter. But you know what's fascinating to me? 
Every single time one of these studies comes out and I go on this deep dive, this study was like 12, just under 12,000 people. And I go on this deep dive. Every single one of them comes to an agreement that regular exercise and practicing mental well-being is a guaranteed safe way to ensuring that you are not getting convoluted in this mix of all of the fear of the little tiny things that don't actually matter, building up to big things in your day. And you guys, the longer time goes on, the more we realize this pent up emotional stress that we are carrying around is causing awful, awful diseases to exist inside of us. And it's causing mental health issues. It's causing you to not make the progress in training that you want to. The best thing we can do is be aware of all of these things, continue practice outlets. So from me to you, especially this year in the election year, this prevalence-induced concept change is not going to affect us. I hope this helps. I'll see you next time. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.